ABC Grandstand. Sports coverage like no other. Hello, and thanks for downloading this ABC Grandstand podcast. For sports coverage like no other, tune into ABC Grandstand on ABC Local Radio, on the ABC Mobile app, streaming online at abc.net.au slash grandstand, and on ABC Grandstand Digital Radio. The Back Post with Francis Leach on ABC Grandstand Digital. Now, Crombie, filling in for Francis Leach on your Friday morning. It is the back post. Time to talk all things football. And is there anything else really going on in the world of football apart from the World Cup? And we're joined, as we always are on a Friday, by Dave Davidovich, Chief Football Writer for the Herald Sun. He joins us now from Rio. G'day, Dave. Good morning, Al. Just a couple of days to go before the final. It uh, feels like it's been going on forever, but it's been a top tournament. <laughs> yes, I know. The amount of huts you've had to sit in with a cold one in hand, watching all those games. Uh, terrible job. Terrible. Man, I'm just glad you're safe. I was thinking about the other night when we started hearing about gunshots ringing out throughout Copacabana and Aussies fleeing on the beach. I mean, let's talk about that vibe uh, after that uh, just stunning lost the Brazilians at the hands of Germany. Uh, how was the vibe on the streets? Uh, I'm amazed. <laughs> Just amazed to think how it could have been. Yeah, I mean, most of the tension was probably during the game. When that crazy scoreline was, was unfolding, I mean, that, that plot, no one could have scripted that. It was just absolutely outrageous. Someone described it as comical today, and I think that's probably the, the best description. And... Uh, even uh, heard since uh, German defender Mats Hummel said that German players made a pact at halftime to take the foot off the gas because they didn't want to embarrass Brazil, and it certainly does uh, make sense. But uh, yeah, by the time the game finished, and you know the hours uh, hours after the game, you you, you sensed that there would be uh, you know more tension and danger. But really, it was just a state of shock. Everyone was walking around just absolutely shocked and, and in disbelief at uh, what had just unfolded. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, fairly low-key since. Uh, they've still got the third-place playoff, which has, I guess, helped, uh, you know, focus people, uh, focus their attentions uh, on on uh, football matters, I guess. But uh, certainly, as soon as this World Cup's over, the post-mortems uh, will commence, and to be honest, they probably already have. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's the reaction been like from the Brazilian press and the football journalists in particular? It's been savage, and, and people have been calling for uh, a, a, a review, um, changes. Obviously, I think it's uh, it's uh, shared that uh, Scolari, uh, the belief that Scolari should be moved on. Um, they need a new coach, but they, they people are calling for, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, going back to reverting back to the old Brazilian way of, uh, you know, playing exciting, attractive producing exciting quality players uh, there's probably one you know superstar in this team that's a name I'm talking uh, in an attacking sense Oscar has threatened to become that but uh, hasn't really kicked on at club level and certainly that a very disappointing World Cup I mean he was the one that was supposed to step up in that semi-final and, uh, and went missing 
Uh, but he had probably uh, he had 10 mates. So, uh, yeah, people are certainly calling for a bit of an overhaul of Brazilian football from, uh, from top to bottom. But, of course... Uh, as we know in Australia, that can't happen overnight. Mm, indeed. Well, let's have a chat about the game itself, Dave. Uh, I mean, the Germans, clinical, ruthless, and, you know, as you just mentioned there, kind of, you know, made an agreement to take the foot off the gas, which I find absolutely stunning. But, uh, I mean, where did it all fall apart for Brazil? And, and how did it, and why did it happen so quickly? Well, it fell apart probably uh, four days before the game when they lost Neymar and mm. Thiago Silva. They're clearly the two most important players. Um, Neymar in an attacking sense, Thiago Silva in a defensive sense. Um, not just what they do, but the, their, their mere presence and, and the way they lift everyone around them. It almost leads them, and I think you saw that with uh, with uh, David Luiz. He was he wore the captain's armband, but that was one of the most selfish. Uh, ridiculous performances I've ever seen from a captain. I mean, they're 4-0 down, and he's gone... Uh, he's playing central defence, and he's gone walkabouts, gone a 30-metre run, trying to win probably a 30-70 ball. He was never going to get it, and it was a, uh, a a poor tackle in the end. The Germans got through. There was a gaping hole in defence, bang, 5-0. Mm. You know, when you really... They had to just bunk it down. I mean, even at 2 or 3-0, they just had to bunk it down. But Louise, I mean, he, he, he's a very erratic defender at the best of times, but you've got to know when to keep your head. You've, you've got to know home, World Cup, semi-final, 3 or 4-0. You've just got to keep it together. And unfortunately, him as the leader was uh, was pretty much the biggest part of the problem. Um, and the other thing that in the lead-up to and a lot of it, uh, I guess, you know, come home to uh, roost in in, uh, in in the wash in the aftermath. But the the, the way that they almost lauded uh, Neymar and, and Thiago Silva, Neymar in particular, leading into the game. I'm sure you saw the uh, images of it, but holding yeah. up Neymar's shirt and wearing the hats, including no coach Scolari. It was uh, it was almost bizarre. Even Thiago Silva fronting the the pre-game press conference when he was suspended. There was a lot of. Uh, Weird things going on, and almost a lack of uh, a lack of discipline. Almost as if Scolari just let the players do whatever they wanted. So really, there was just <laughs> issues everywhere. And uh, you know, hindsight, they would have done things very, very differently. Mm. And the other one, Netherlands and Argentina, completely different affair in so many ways. Dave, uh, your thoughts on that match? Uh, tactics, I thought, seemed a bit uh, from both coaches, a little bit passive, maybe a bit defensive for the vast majority of that game. Yeah, a bit of Mexican standoff and. Uh, the Dutch, in particular, came out, and uh, I mean, there's some comments from them saying that the Argentines sat back, but really, it was the Dutch who, who didn't come at them. And uh, thought Argentina could have attempted to penetrate a little bit more, but to be honest, they had the game under control. The only time in that 120 minutes that uh, that, that they would have been nervous uh, by was uh, probably the 91st minute of normal time, obviously stoppage time of the uh, of the first uh, stanza and uh, Robin got through but it was Javier Mascarano whose performance was absolutely epic who, who backtracked and put in this fantastic sliding tackle to block a, a goal bounce shot and it went into extra time uh, again they they were fairly comfortable but once they got the penalties it is a lottery but uh, yeah they, uh, they got through in the end and I think deservedly they haven't played great football but led by uh, little Leo Messi. They deserve to get to the final. And uh, would have been so romantic a Brazil-Argentina final, but uh, 
Argentina, Germany is uh, not too bad either. Well, this is the last time we'll speak to you before the actual match itself. So uh, your thoughts on how it unfold? I mean, can anyone stop that steam train that is Germany? They look uh, they look pretty ominous. They do. I mean, it's the champion team versus the team of champions. And I think the Germans, they were so good in the, in the quarters. Fantastic in the semi-final. They've got an extra day to recover. Didn't need extra time, uh, unlike the Argentines who played two successive, uh, you know, 30-minute extra time. So I think it's all pointing towards a German win. And I'll tell you what, if Argentina do end up winning this game, it'll take an epic performance from Lionel Messi and uh, he will rightly join the uh, absolute greats in in Palais and, uh, of course, his countryman Diego Maradona if he can get his team over the line. But... uh, yeah, the German uh, steam train, as you said, Al, I think they're uh, unstoppable at the moment. Yeah, Messi was well contained against the Dutch, wasn't he? Um, obviously, the Germans would be able to do a similar job on him and basically starve him as much as they can, suffocate him almost. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was man-marked, and any time he got the ball, he was double-teamed and uh, even triple-teamed, quadruple-teamed at times. I mean, he, when he got the chance to turn his face, there was a wall of... Uh, orange shirts ahead of him. So the Germans will probably do something similar, although as a collective, I think they are the best uh, organised team at this World Cup. But the onus is on Argentina or Messi's uh, Argentina teammates and the coach to, mm. to, to come up with a plan B. You know, if, if Messi's closed down, if there's three or four players around him, well, surely there's holes, um, you know, in, a, in other parts of the uh, other parts of the pitch. So I think that's where the, the potential return of uh, Angel Di Maria, the Real Madrid midfielder, I think that could be crucial because he's a guy that uh, demands the ball. He's a good player. He can run. He can penetrate. You know, if they get him in there and uh, Sergio Aguero potentially starts after uh, returning uh, off the bench from injury, I think uh, all of a sudden it's, it's a much better looking team and a, a more rounded Argentina team. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a big one. Uh, where will you be taking it all in, Dave? Uh, I'll be at the Maracanã, hopefully, Al. Uh, oh, really? Just sorting out the uh, the tickets. Yes, I'm in Rio de Janeiro at the moment. Uh, not too phased about the third-place playoff in Brasilia, to be brutally honest. Uh, <laughs> between Netherlands it's a long way Brazil. to go, mate. Uh, it's a long way to go. Yeah, it is. Look, it's, I'm sure it's a beautiful place in the rest of Brasilia, but very happy here in Rio de Janeiro, and uh, what a beautiful stadium to finish it off the uh, Estadio Mario Filho, as they call it, or the Maracanã. And then uh, once it's all done and dusted, you're heading straight back to us? Now, uh, holidays after that, oh, if that's nice. okay with you boys. Oh, that's okay, man. I was just going to you know, tempt you into uh, 13 degrees in Melbourne and uh, pretty windy. It's a, it's a joy. It's <laughs> something yeah, to look forward I'll, to, uh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll redirect my flights. But now, look, to be honest, uh, I'm not going to complain for a second. I think this is my... 52nd day on the bounce that I've worked. Uh, I've been here since, since late May. So mm. if you don't mind, I'll just uh, kick the feet up and perhaps even head to Europe afterwards for some holidays. Well, hopefully we can squeeze one more in with you on Monday morning. We'll see how we go. Mate, enjoy the final. It's been great yeah, talking to you as yeah, always. Good, mate. Thanks, Good Dave. Cheers. It, Enjoy it. Thanks so much for your time on Grand Sambrecki. Dave Davidovich, Chief Football Writer at the Herald Sun. 52 days straight. Yeah, still what he loves. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is The Back Post. Now, Crombie with you this morning. Time to continue our football chat. And who better to chat to than Paul Wade, former captain of the Socceroo Terrier. 
like midfielder and uh, grandstand commentator and contributor. Morning, Wadey. How are you, mate? Uh, better for hearing your dog for tone, mate. <laughs> we, we do what we can, mate. We do what we can. What a week of football. Where do we begin? Oh, absolutely. Well, exactly. You could pick any one of 1,500 topics at the moment. You know what? Most times, uh, World Cups are quite cagey, sometimes boring for those who don't are not the purists of the game. But I'll tell you what, this has got absolutely everything. And I wouldn't be... Uh, I wouldn't be totally unconvinced that it wasn't going to be 5-4 in the final. <laughs> well, the uh, the neutrals will be hoping so, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've touched on it pretty extensively this morning, but uh, the general consensus is that uh, no-one's ever really seen anything like it. And I guess when you got Martin Tyler saying that during the commentary in 45 yeah. years of calling footy, he's never yeah. seen anything like it. I mean, it was just stunning, wasn't it? You kind of had to rub your eyes. Yeah, you know what? I was working on uh, on the on the radio on ABC Radio, and uh, they kept crossing to me and saying, "You know what's happening," and I couldn't get enough. Uh, I couldn't put my pencil down because there was another goal, and I kept saying, "Come on, cross to me again!" And uh, wow, it was just frantic. At least you usually get half an hour to write your notes down. It was like goal, goal, <laughs> goal. I had nothing else to write. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, stunning performance from the Germans. Uh, so uh, I'll get your thoughts on on the weekends, Mitch. Um, so how do you think the, the... Will the Germans just continue in the way they've been going? Argentina, any chance, do you think? No, you know where they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle in midfield. When you look at the Germans with Schweinsteiger, Kroos and Kadira driving it from there, I really... I'm, you've only got Mascherano with any sort of nous about him and he's a hard-working bloke. I don't know whether uh, Perez has got the skill to make something happen going forward. So I think, to me, that's the, that's the key. And when you have a look at the number of players that they've got up front, Muller, Closer, Ozil, you think to yourself, how are they going to stop this team? But, as you well know, it's all right playing this game on paper, but that's not where it's won and lost. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, they've got... Uh, Argentinians have got a couple of good performers as well. It'll be interesting to see how, um, how they go about uh, keeping Messi under control oh, yeah. as well. But um, some big news uh, a little closer to home, lady, that we should chat about. The FFA Cup is uh, yeah. is has been announced that well will be announced today the full details for the 16 matches to be played in the round of 32 in the inaugural FFA Cup beginning on Tuesday 29th of July 2014 uh, as you're feeling with this one I, I reckon it's going to be a success you know why Wadey? because Aussies love an underdog oh don't we just this is like Rushton and Diamonds versus Manchester United at <laughs> Old Trafford there are Buckley's chance of anything other than a Man United uh, victory, but yeah, you're right. It's romantic. It's wow. I am loving this. We've been waiting for this for a long time, Tom. So to see it actually uh, get up and running, I reckon there's going to be a few headlines that say, "Wow, how did that happen?" Yeah, just looking at some of the teams, we've got uh, Bay City taking yeah. on Melbourne Victory. It's uh, <laughs> you know they're going to be saying who, what, but um, you know. We expect a couple of... I mean, we see it in the FF, uh, sorry, in the FA Cup as well overseas that, you know, this would be yeah. big news for some of these clubs and see you know some of the bigger I'm, sides. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking? That you play against Bay City and all they've got is a little cyclone fence, which is about three and a half yards from the touchline. I can imagine that wouldn't yeah. be... Uh, Sausage sizzle um, on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. That's what it's all about. Let's take it down to the grassroots level. 
Yep. So that's a big announcement today. And uh, for anyone who wants to check out, of course, go to the FFO's website. They've got release of all the matches to be played in that round of 32. Uh, it's um, it's a next step, isn't it, for Australian yeah. football? Um, you've got to go off the back of the continued success of the A-League. And this is just, you know, to get a couple more bums on seats and a bit more interest yeah. in the game here in Australia. Yeah, you're not kidding. i tell you what, how well does David Gallup done? pop into the game of football right at its highest point. Yep. Uh, it is just, he doesn't have the off-ground issues to deal with. Does that mean we're either really clever at hiding it or we are just so saintly that uh, we're not into all this sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff? A little know, bit of both, he, probably, mate. Yeah, yeah, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> but he is uh, he is coming in at a wonderful time and he seems to be, you know, keeping it ticking over. So we have no complaints. Like, it's great to be a football supporter. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, um, the the figures when it comes to the A-League off the back of a World Cup and heading yeah. into the Asian Cup. I mean, this is a yeah. big year for Australian football. There's no doubting it. Yeah, huge. Yeah, you know. And you know what? When they, when they left after playing Costa Rica here, after playing uh, South Africa here, I'm thinking, well, you know, we won't even get out of the group stage at this Asian Cup, but... You know, despite the fact that the stats on the on a piece of paper don't read re- very well coming out of uh, coming out of this World Cup, the uh, performances and the new blood that we've got coming through and the, the attitude of Ange Postecoglou, mm. and tell you what, it can only bode well, can it? Yeah, and you just look at all the figures that SBS has released in in regards to the amount of traffic they had on their website, the amount of people that were obviously viewing, even the amount of tweets. You know, the people yeah. who were doing with their phones during the game so suggested that, um, you know, all in all, it was a very successful occasion despite the fact they had nine put on, on whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was, but it was yeah. all about the bigger picture, Wadey. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I, it was a number of years ago now. I think it was the 2006 World Cup when you actually put the vision that went out to the world end-to-end. So, you know, all the stuff that ABC send out and then put it back it up with all the other channels, BBC, and mm. put it all together. It'll run for 28 years non-stop. Now, that is a lot of vision going out to the world, isn't it, really? It's, Absolutely. Uh, and the accumulative total, this is the accumulative total, was 26 billion people. Wow. Um, that's but huge. that's accumulative. That's amazing, isn't it? it so, Andy, we got um, we're getting everyone to give us their prediction because the last time we'll chat to you during the World Cup, of course, we'll talk yeah. to you here on Grandstand Brecky plenty of times throughout the year. But uh, the final definitive word from Mr. Oh, Paul right. Wade: Who's going to yes. win it, and by how much? All right. Before this tournament started, it was going to be an Argentina Brazil final, and Messi will punch the ball in the back of the net with his fist in the 89th minute. Yeah, good on you. I tell you what, it's, apart from the Brazil factor, the rest could happen. Mm. <laughs> whiz. So you reckon Argentina? Yeah, I do, Quite a fault. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, well, the referee and linesman don't see it. He, punching it in the back of the net with your fist is okay, and you know what? He can always call it, like Maradona did, creative. <laughs> Good on you, lady. Always a pleasure to chat to you, mate. You have a wonderful day. See ya. Grand contributor. Love his work. Backs to the field. Arm in arm with your mates. To celebrate the launch of the new ABC football magazine, we're asking fans to vote for their all-time A-League dream team. You could win tickets to the A-League Grand Final. Go to abcfootballmag.com.au or visit the ABC Football Mag Facebook page. Not once, 